This is To The Point. A Rhino Experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what is up To The Point listeners? It is your boy, the host of To The Point Home Services Podcast, and I am live at Linux Live 2022. We are in San Antonio, Texas. Yeehaw! Uh, I am so glad to be back in person with everybody again with my Linux family. Um, I miss this stuff. I miss being in person, like the uh, the virtual stuff. Like, actually, I'll tell you what. Uh, when's the last time I saw you? It was like 2019, something like that, right, Neil? Yeah, it's been a while. And um, I hadn't traveled a whole bunch since then, so I'm used to traveling all the time. So having that little break was actually kind of nice. It kind of, like, almost, you know, we get lulled to sleep. Well, I got lulled to sleep during COVID. The next thing you know, I'm at, like, 18 locations speaking somewhere in the next two months. So, like... It's back. Welcome back. It's back. So, <laughs> hey, I want to go ahead and, uh, and welcome my guest, uh, Neil Whitney from Keefe's uh, AC Heating and Electrical. And they're in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans, baby. Yes, sir. And um, this is, your fir- is this your first podcast? It is. Oh, heck yeah, baby. I love whenever I'm somebody's first. That's fantastic. We're on, Taking we're on my a, cherry away. We're on a first date. We're on a first <laughs> date. So I, you know what's great about this too is I reached out to um, to Tara TPK and I said, hey, um, I would love to have Keeps on the podcast. And in part of this came from for a couple reasons. Is one, I know you guys have a, an incredibly successful company uh, in New Orleans, a super reputable company, and a uh, in, in a company that's accomplished quite a bit. And um, and so I thought, you know what? Like I would love to have you guys on. We've never had anyone from New Orleans or from Louisiana at all on the podcast. So. You would be the first. Well, thank you for having us. Well, we appreciate I'm, it being I'm, here. I'm excited that you're on here. So I really want our listeners to know, and um, you're going to have a couple, uh, a few thousand people listening to this, so no pressure, man. But um, what's cool is all you're doing is telling the story and the story of success of Keefe's, you know, and even some of your personal stuff along the way, too, if you want to share whatever. Anything that you, you know, for our listeners, they just want to be able to take something away that they can potentially implement in their business because maybe they're a different phase than you guys are at that they can learn. Um Put into play, put into action, you know, mess it up, tweak it to make it work for them, and then continue to grow the business. That's the whole reason this podcast exists. So I'm excited. So I don't want to waste a whole bunch of time. Um, and it is a little loud in here, which is great. So we've got like, what, you know, uh, 500 or so co-hosts here, you know, kind of talking in the, back, in the background. But let's start off with letting our listeners know, you know, how did you even get into the trades? Like, what's your story? And then let's go ahead and just talk about all the way through where you are today. And if you blow through it, I'll pull you back in and I'll start asking questions. So let's talk. Tell me your story, man. How'd you get in the trades? Well, it all started out. I worked with my brother-in-law. He had a sheet metal shop and we used to install sheet metal uh, duct systems for AC companies. Was it in New Orleans? Uh, No, this was up in Connecticut. Okay. Big change. Big change. Big change. Okay. And uh, I figured out real quick that I didn't like the sheet metal business, but I always (laughs) liked watching these HVAC guys do their stuff, you know? Yeah. And so when I graduated high school, I decided I was going to go into the tree business for whatever reason. Did you say tree? Tree. Not like an arborist, but like tree trimming, tree service, or like? Tree trimming, yeah. I was trimming power lines for the power company. Gotcha, okay. And uh, I hurt my back, decided that, you know, probably tree business wasn't the most best thing to do for myself. With a bad back? Yeah, with a bad back. So I went to school for HVAC, and when I graduated HVAC uh, school, I went to work for a oil company up in Massachusetts. Big deal up there? Very big. Um, what, what what year was that roughly, like kind of time frame? That was in 86. Okay. And, um, I was I, seven. 
I when I went out there and I figured out in the wintertime when they call you at two in the morning, you got to go at two in the morning. There's and no no way around it. You no go. way around it. it Client fulfillment. Time to go. Service. <laughs> and I figured out real quick that I didn't like that. <laughs> so, so no trees, no oil. No trees, no oil. <laughs> I decided I'm going to move south, and uh, I moved to Savannah, Georgia, and went. Love to, Savannah. Went to work for a company down in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, you know got mentored and started started to learn you know a little bit of leadership while I was down there. I had a great mentor in Bill Eford. And uh, he was just fantastic and, and helped me to learn how to set goals and, you know, how, how to be accountable. Yeah. And so what, when was that roughly? That was in, geez, we're going back probably the early 90s. Okay. 90, 90 91, I would guess. Okay. All right. And then uh, I was there for seven or eight years. How old are you then, Neil? Like, what's your? I'm trying to figure out like what frame, like where you're at in life. At I'm point. 55 years old today. So, today. Okay, so do the math. Yeah, you guys do the math, listeners. Do it on your own. Yeah, I, I've been doing this a Carry while. Two. <laughs> and so when I left Savannah, Georgia, I met my wife online. We did the whole online dating thing back before online dating was anything popular. I was just going to say, like, you met her online back then. Yeah. Was this on dial-up? It was on AOL, AOL, AOL chat messenger? rooms. Yeah, AOL. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I met my wife online, and she was from New Orleans, and I was in Savannah, and we did the long-distance thing for a little bit, and then I convinced her to come to Savannah, Savannah. and uh, she figured out after a year that she liked New Orleans better, and she says, I'm going back. You coming with me? And I said, sure. Guess and, so. And so Bill had set me up with a, a company over in New Orleans oh. to, to join. That's cool. And uh, I joined them. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. And I ended up going to work for a, a little mom and pop company in, in Louisiana. Okay, hang on. Okay, so you guys left. Uh, first off, I I don't know what I would have picked either. I think I might have picked New Orleans, to be honest. I love Savannah, but I think I love New Orleans more. I do too. So, uh, but what year was that when you went to, when she, when you had to make the uh, journey? 2000. Okay. That was in 2000. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. And so uh, I worked for, like I said, a, a mom and pop company in, in Slidell, Louisiana and helped grow them, you know, get their business going. And then we had a little falling out and I went to work for Happens. Keith. Went to work for Keith. And that was when? That was in 2005. Got it. Okay. A month before Katrina. Oh, baby. And so uh, my goal when I went to work for him was to open my own business. But the problem was back then, it was still phone book times, yep. right? Yep. And they weren't going to have a phone book open until April. So I says, well, I'm going to go to work for Keith and just work until April till I can open up my business because no one's going to call me if I'm not in a phone book. <laughs> right? So that was the goal. The holy grail was the, was the phone book. You got to yeah. be in the phone book gotta or you're not going to get called. That's right? right. And so I says... You know, to my wife, I said, I'm going to go to work for Keith, and, and I'll just stay there and, and work there until April when the phone books come out, and then we'll open our own business. Well, then Katrina happened, right? And, uh, and put a damper on things, literally. It literally did. And, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry came into town, was oh, yeah. drumming up business. and Storm you know, chasers. Yeah, yeah. storm chasers. It, it was not really the time. And in addition to that, while, you know, a week before or two weeks before Katrina happened, Keith says, man, you're way too smart to be a service technician. He says, do you want to come over and be my service manager? And I says, well, I don't know. What's a service manager do? He says, I don't know, but we'll figure it out together. <laughs> so was he like, was he mentoring you in a way? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I said, I accepted the service manager's position and, uh, you know, Katrina happened. We 
boomed for oh, yeah. you know two years, years and, and yeah. then it was very very slow because there was no replacements everything right. had been replaced yeah, it was replaced yep and so we went through a you know a hard time and we had to downsize the business and you know we were roughly a, a five million dollar business when i joined them uh came down to almost three million Got after it. katrina and then slowly started to build the business back up over the course of the years in um 20 18, yeah. I think, we're, we're, yeah, 2018, 2019, we joined Nexstar. And, uh, you know, Keith came to me. We had talked about Nexstar when I first joined the company. And uh, he says, man, you know, you want to join this company? And I says, nah, you know, I, I, I've, I've been through that. You know, the company I was with in Georgia, they were part of something called CSG back then. Yep, I'm And it was fun. Yep. Right. But, you know, there, were, there was a lot of commitment there and I wasn't 100 percent sure I wanted to, to be committed to that type sure. of relationship. And then, you know, Nextar came up again, you know, here in, in 18 or 19 uh, when we joined. And he says, you, you know, do you want to take take this thing to the next level or do you just want to stay fat and happy? Because we were fat and happy. We were doing great. Sure. Everything was good. But he says, hey, let's take this thing to the next level. So we did it. And we joined Nextstar, and and things just started changing, you know, yep. rapidly. You know, the the big key there was having coaches. Yeah, for sure. Right, having someone to lean on. That that. What, what are your what's your? I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry, sure. I do that a lot though. By the way, that's okay. Because uh, I have ADHD, and if I forget, I won't ever get to it. But um, I'm always curious to know which of your coaches that you utilize the most. Uh, my business coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who, absolutely. Who is your business coach? Uh, Scott Brinkley and Ben Henderson are my two coaches. Okay. Um. So. All right, I didn't mean to cut you off there too, but I'm always just kind of curious to know who uses what because I, I actually, I mean, I, I have, we have quite a few customers that are, that are in Nextstar too, like of ours too. Right. And I've always kind of, I just love to hear everybody's differences on who uses what, but okay, go on. Sorry, cut you off. Well, so we joined Nextstar and, uh, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. We, we've gone, you know, now this year we're projecting somewhere close to 22 million and uh, it's been ex- nice. exponential growth. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's been great. Um, when we joined Nextstar, you know, our coaches were saying to us is, you know, how, what's your plan on growing the business? And we didn't really have one, right? We just kind of Keep went- doing what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, we were going yeah. day by day. And he's like, you know, you need to be a general manager and you need to hire a service manager and, and hire a management team around you. Delegate and elevate. And so, so you know, that's what it was. If you're, if you're not- um, promotable you're not replaceable that's good right and that that's kind of the the way we looked at it and and so you know i I became general manager of the business we hired our first service manager we hired an install manager so you became gm win uh in 19 19 gotcha okay yeah so that's when we first met yes okay gotcha so you were a gm at that point in time you had already because i can't remember what if it was beginning or end of the year i think it was probably the beginning of the year it'd make more sense but i can't remember yep that's when i became gm of of keys and then, um, you know, like I said, we just, we've grown a management team. We've got eight managers now on our team as the company's continuing to grow. We're now at 100, 100 employees. Got it. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. So, um, cool journey. 
Very cool. I love I love that. I mean, you can't. I mean, I, love, I didn't even know you're from Connecticut. I'm actually headed up that way tonight. I'm going up to Boston for a PHCC event I'm speaking at. So that's what my evening looks like. That's fun. Um, but I love the journey, like the back and forth, and even the story with your wife is pretty cool. Um, but you guys are sitting now. You're at you know your keeps. You've been there for a while. You're the GM at Keeps. Are you kind of running? Are you kind of running things at this yeah, point in time? Absolutely, all the day to day operations. Got it. So so. Um, how now? What's What's interesting is that you guys are HVAC and electrical. Yeah, yeah. You're missing one in there. That's we t- are. That's typically there. So I'll get to that in a minute. But that's I'm actually interested to hear a little bit about that too. Um, but you guys sit at would you say roughly like 22 million somewhere around that? We're We're projecting 22 this year. Okay, got it. So. Um, mostly residential out on replacement 100% service. 100% residential Wonderful. replacement. So are you guys in uh, retail or you uh, have some retail locations? Uh, we did pick up Home Depot for the electrical side on generators. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great market for generators. It is. It is. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I wondered about that. And I always ask that question because I'm try- always love- I'm interested to see what the what the diversity is between out on replacement or your retail or even... God forbid you get in the new construction game and you got to play. It's all different, all different deals. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not a new construction company. <laughs> you like getting paid. Yeah. I uh, gotcha. And having margin. Yeah, I understand. Um, so, one, well, thanks for sharing the story. Um, and congratulations because there's success in that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy to share the success in that. But it's not always easy. Oh, it wasn't easy. A lot of things you're learning along the way. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I'm sure you probably in some ways are, you know, still have some mentorship. I'm not sure if you're in a peer group or if you do like, oh, you're a next star. So you kind of have some business coaching and you get the luxury of um, learning from others that are in the groups too. But um, was there a moment for you? Like, it, what, I don't know if it was maybe when you were a service manager or when you uh, went into the, the GM role, but was there a moment for you like when everything just kind of started to click, like you could start to see where big chunks of growth can come from? Because because you actually hit, like, when Katrina hit, that's a shitty situation because you go from getting all this, like, two years of just being, like, your order taker at, to some extent. That's pretty much to it. then, like, bam, Nothing. gone. Yeah. Lesson has to be learned in that because you got, it's like fight or flight. Right. You got to fight. Um, and there's a lot to be said about getting through something like that because you know a lot of people didn't. Right. So, but was there a moment for you, like, in this journey um, with Keith in particular, like, that it clicked? Like, you are like... Oh shit! I get it. Like I under, like I get it. This is how I can scale this thing. Yeah, it's, it's about the people, right? And you're only as good as the people around you. That's good. And I've lost a lot of good employees because I'd never realized that before. You didn't care enough about the people. Didn't care enough about the people. Yeah. You know, it well, was, or at least like outwardly to them, right? Right, I mean, right. right. Didn't didn't show them how much you care. Right, right. And and uh, that that for me was the big aha moment is realizing that you know you can only do so much you got to rely on the people that are with you to, to bring you along and, you know, bring them up. You know, it's, I, I love watching my people grow. That's where I get my satisfaction in the job is, is taking people in, showing them the trade. You know, we, we built the school and, and we're bringing guys in and we're, we're showing them how to, how to get into the trades debt free and watching these guys come up and grow. It's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. Feels good. It does. It feels great. Yeah, yeah, because you probably, like, in some instances, too, and this is something that I think I've been, um, that's always been a, a core value of mine is giving back. I love it. Um, and I've always kind of believed in reputation over revenue. And if you always are doing everything you can to support, you know, maintaining a good reputation, the revenue will follow and grow. Absolutely. Lots of stuff underneath that. Yeah. But it's coming from a place of, like, you genuinely care. Like, it is good, and it feels good to see somebody within your organization go and buy their first home. You yeah, know, Or absolutely. be able to send their kid to, to a college they wanted to go to, or whatever it is, but you supplied that for them because you cared enough to not only make sure that 
you know, keeps us continuing to grow, but that you're also pouring into them too as human beings. That's one of the things we do when we hire them on is ask them, you know, in five years, where's it you want to be? And oh. I see if I can get them there, right? That's, that's part of my, my drive is, you know, a lot of these guys come in, they've never bought a home. And I try and get them, like you said, into that home. In fact, multifamily homes. So they're kind of right? looking almost to you like with mentorship too. I sure hope so. Yeah. That, that's, you know, one of the things that I get most joy in. Well, it's, they're now just, they're going through the same cycle that you went through you know, yeah. in, in some ways, you know, like in their own, on their own way. Um, so then I wonder, because typically my next question would be like, is what's one of the biggest you know, mistakes or hiccups or something that you ran into? And um, we've already talked about, I think, a couple of them. So maybe we can think outside of the box on this too, because the two that I that come to mind are one, you had the unfortunate, or the fortune and the unfortunate of a hurricane uh, season that you went through. Two now. Two, yeah, Ida. Yeah, Ida. Um, and then also, you know, you as you said, like admittedly, is hey, I wasn't you know outwardly pouring into my people like I should. Right. So I, I lost so many good employees that. That's that's what sticks in my Still craw. Stings. You know, it stings. It's, I can it's see like, it man, I lost it. some really, really good employees because we didn't treat them right. We worked them to death. Yeah. You know, they had no no quality of life for themselves. And and you know, I grew up in when I came up in this industry, it was, yeah, that was expected, right? You worked when the work was there, and if you were lucky enough that there was no work, then you got to go home and spend time with your family. Yeah. Right. But, you know, times have changed. Yeah, you know, it's not like that. It's not like that anymore. No. You know, the people want a quality of life. They want to be able to spend time with their families. They want to be able to go out and do their hobbies and, and the things that they want to do. And when I had that aha moment, when I realized one of the things that, you know, I realized is we were calling guys out from their home at 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday night to make what? Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Like, yeah. How much does that customer bring in over 15 years versus that technician's bringing in a quarter million dollars a year on that truck? Yeah. What you're not. telling is you're telling his family, you don't give a shit about their, you know, her husband or you don't give a shit about their daddy. It becomes transactional. It becomes transactional. Yep. And, and when I had that aha moment and realized what we were doing. That's when everything really started to change and click for us. Give me goosebumps, man. Like, um, I love hearing you say that. Um, I hope that I hope that you listeners you know, are hearing that for what it is. Like, you can't work everybody. I, it doesn't matter. Even if the job is there, you can't like you can't afford to have burnt. People are so incredibly important. And they're hard enough to get as it is. It is. Yeah. So that's really, really good. It gave me goosebumps. Um, because I definitely think when you genuinely care, it takes you along, like takes you a long way. I'm talking about in general, like if you just genuinely cared about all the shit that you're doing, the business, the people, like the client fulfillment, like all those things. Right. And it was like the intent was re was legit. It takes you a long way. People can feel that. Especially, it does. But you do got to let them know. Yeah. You know, so um, part of being, you know, I, tell, I say this all the time and any of our listeners know this about me is, you know, we have a, roughly now 140 employees. It's crazy. Um and I and I have to be super intentional, in making sure like I'm trying to connect with them, you know, and in a meaningful way, not just like a blanket, you know, message. It's hard. It is. It's hard, but it's our responsibility as leaders in the business if we want to retain, you know, and let them care. So, um, and you too, as listeners, it doesn't matter if you have if it's just you, you know, you have a family that's right. supporting you, right? Um, or if you have, you know, 200 employees, 500, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like you got to figure it out. Yep. You know, figure it out. Um, so thanks for sharing that piece of it too. I think that is really important. And you have no excuse to do anything other than that. It's like there's no financial thing that's in your way of doing that. It's just your straight up sweat equity, your time, yeah. you know, your commitment to doing it. Absolutely. So there's no excuse to not do that. Okay, so I'm going to move on because you had mentioned um, like the, I, I think the technical training school stuff, but I want to talk about that because I think this is an important topic to hit on. Um, 
you and I were kind of talking before the podcast starts just about like this whole tech shortage stuff, which, you know, it's been 14 years of me being in the game. I've heard the same shit like every, every year. It's been the same problem. So at what point in time does that, does that change or do you do something about it and change or do you just complain about it for 14 years? Well, a lot of people just complain about it yeah. and then hope they get lucky and then hope that like, you know, like what the unfortunate thing happened to you is you lose people and they get to snag somebody really good that you built up and trained and yeah, made like exactly. made great yeah. and then use them, you know, against you. Like that's real life stuff that happens to this day. So, but there is a way that you don't have to just wait for somebody to, you know, like, find, you have to be proactive in going and finding people, too. You do. Um, I mean, but, you know, we, we, the way we explain it to all of my staff is you've got to spend a 30-year time recruiting. That's how important recruiting is to the business. Yeah, especially if you care about growing. Right. Because if you bring in the volume and you got no bodies to support it, then what good is it? Right. So, so, the, so what's happened is, um, you know, we've had a, a, quite a few guests on here that talk about, creating their own trade schools, um, doing their own in-house training. You know, like uh, we mentioned Gettle ahead of time, who's, um, you know, a good customer of ours too, who has the Gettle Academy, different scale, you know, but you don't have to be a large company like that to, you know, I mean, to start your own like tech training academy. It, could, yeah. it might look different, but even Nextstar has like at least a roadmap for you to try and do your own yeah, thing. Yeah, they've, they've got their own thing. Um, we decided to build our own school, um, not use Nextstar school. Right. Um, but we built our own school. We hired our own trainer and, uh, we hire all of our staff based on personality and then we teach them the trade. That's and, true. And it's a, what a game changer. So you are hiring for the human first. We are hiring the, the human. Yeah. Someone that can actually communicate cause you got a lot of great techs out there, Yeah. but you know, they, they can't even talk to the customer and explain to them why it is what they need to do. And, you know, so, so the customer doesn't do anything. We're in a relational business. Absolutely. People need to feel good. Yeah. And like feel confident. And yeah. So, so when you guys, um, well, so you have Keefe's Institute of Technical Training is the actual name of it. Yes. Um, when did you guys start that school? Uh, we started it. It was actually uh, a plan of ours to, to do this for several years. It was the process of, of building this actual school. We actually built it out in our warehouse. Okay. A, so a separate school. And, um, and then finding a trainer, right? There's not just a million trainers out there neither, just like there's not service technicians. Sure, sure. And the right guy came along and we pulled the trigger and, and brought him in and uh, he's been great. So we graduated our first class in December. Um, we had 10 students come out. Eight of them are now uh, running in, in service, doing mostly maintenance. Nice. And then two of them are, went over at the install side because um, that's where they wanted to go. And also they're, they're under 21, so they can't drive on our insurance. So what I love about this too is, <laughs> good point. Um, <laughs> what I love about this is um, you're taking some of these young, like the younger kids and turning them into like, you're they're, incubating your own people. Yeah, but they're not all younger kids neither. So some of these guys we brought in are in their 40s. Got it. You know, they, they just, you know, couldn't find a career a, change. A, yeah, they couldn't find a career that they were happy in or couldn't make a living and support their family. And so, uh, you know, things change, right? <laughs> they, they decided to make that change and, <laughs> and, and they came over to us and, and they're happy about it. Got it. So well, that's great. So it doesn't matter the age. Like you can bring in somebody, but you did, well, even with somebody who's four, like I'm 42. So listen, we're still young. Okay. Right. Um, but you got a lot of life. You have a lot of runway ahead of you. So Absolutely. taking the time to learn, you'll be in demand. You'll never have to want for a job because you'll always have a position right. by learning the trades. Absolutely. Um, but was it the same thing you hired for the human being first and then taught the skill? Yeah. yeah. So when you guys first did the school, then did you like, Hey, we rolled this thing out with a couple people, one person, like then did you realize what you did wrong and what you did right. And you and no. it changed. And no, we, we, we brought in a folk. Our goal 
goal is to bring in 12. And we, we with one trainer, with one trainer, one trainer, 12 people, gotcha. one trainer, 12 people. And uh, we brought the we brought them in and two of them didn't make it. Right. So out of the out of the 12 that we brought in two two never even started. So they, they didn't even start the class. OK, we, we tried to get them in there. So we're down to 10, down to 10. And the 10 stuck with us and, and they're still with us today and, and they're doing well. And uh, it, it, like I said, so we don't just hire on personality, but we actually do color code, which is a personality test. Right. Yeah. Guess what color code I am. Based gonna, on just what you've learned about me in such a short amount of time. I'm going to say yellow, red. Ooh. Ooh. So what? So yellow and red makes what color? Yellow and red makes orange? Yeah. It does. <laughs> ah, uh-huh. I got you. I am yellow and red. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it makes what? See, it's a perfect fit. Why are you bringing me way back in the <laughs> color code? <laughs> that was good. You got it, though. You I had to it, think though. about it. <laughs> Well, I love that you're doing that too. And it's great because you can, I mean, even though you brought in 12, came down to 10, um, you know, retaining them is also another thing too. But like, at least you did it. You tried it, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if you're 22 million, 20 million, you can still do this on your own. It might be a smaller scale, but it seems like what you do have to have though is a trainer who's committed, who can kind of carry that thing for yeah. you too. Yeah, it is key. And, and it was, it was difficult to find somebody, Yeah, you know, but we did. And, you know, we, we never gave up. Like I said, this was something we hadn't, we didn't just put it together in six months. Yeah. You know, we've been thinking about this for years. Well, and you took action. So, like, I, I, I talk about this in my breakout session about, you know, a lot of people will come to these meetings, too, and take notes and do all the stuff and go to the keynotes and learn about new products. And they go back and they do the same thing they've been doing. They don't change anything. Right. So, ambition's one thing. Taking action is another thing. So, you come and do all the fancy stuff and then do nothing with it. Like, why did you just waste your time being here? But you guys actually came up with an idea. You wanted to do it. And you did it. Yeah. And... Guess what? Now it helped. Now you have these people who've had no skill, who are loyal to you, who've committed to you, who you're pouring into, and you can continue to scale the business and almost control the growth a little bit too. Yeah. You know, the best part about it is they got no bad habits. So they they didn't learn anything but what we taught them. And so, you know, when we ask them to do something a specific way, that's the way, right? And and they don't know that you're not supposed to be able to go out and sell five hundred and in fit to fifteen hundred dollar IEQ packages on a maintenance. You know, where my service techs were always like, Well, you can't do that, you know, and these guys are going out there doing it consistently. Yeah, so which is great. So now you you basically got a clean slate with somebody and you kinda of molded into who you want them to be and you're all the lessons you've learned up to this point, pouring into them, like into them personally too, yeah. caring about them and teaching them and educating, ongoing education. I'm sure all the things that you guys are doing, trainings, you know, to try and maintain a great reputation, you know, as you guys have all these years in the industry. So you're doing all the right things. You can do that at any scale, by the way, or any size absolutely. of company, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so then I got to know, because we were missing a piece of the normal story, man. Like, um, you know, given that we're about mm, roughly, I think 26 minutes into this podcast, um, I want to get to this because I'm so curious. You don't usually see a company that's HVAC and electrical without plumbing. Why is plumbing missing, man? Like, what's going on with that? Well, we we wanted originally to get into plumbing. You're in a great market. We are, and, <laughs> and we're missing the boat. You are missing we the boat. We are missing the boat because I can't tell you how many phone calls I get every day. Can y'all come out and give me a quote on a new water heater? Right? Every day. Oh, I'm sure. But, um, you know, Louisiana is a little bit tricky with, with the plumbing licensing. So the goal is now is to find a company to purchase and bring them under so that we will have that license available to us and we can we can start that plumbing side of business. So your so your plan is to acquire a smaller one or a bigger one or whatever? Yeah, it doesn't matter whatever. the size as long as it's licensed, right? You hear that? Any plumbers in uh, New Orleans? Yeah, that's right. Come and see me. <laughs> come, come see Neil. 
Well, then that's yeah, because I mean, it's for me. I actually saw we brought on a customer that was HVAC and roofing, which um, is even more unique, you know. But I've we even know a lot of our big private equity guys are buying roofing companies um, and uh, rolling them into the business. Yeah. And especially if you have rooftop units and there's like things going on, but typically you don't see somebody that's not HVAC without plumbing or plumbing without HVAC and then bypass them straight to electrical. So that's why I was un- trying to understand that piece of it. Yeah, well, electrical came to us by accident too. So uh, we we brought on generators. Just as a little side thing, you know, we said, well, you know, there's a pretty good market here in New Orleans with all the hurricanes and storms to, to put in generators. That's a, that's a good assessment. And originally, yeah. we were we were subbing out the electrical, and we figured out we weren't doing, you know, what we wanted to do by subbing it out. So we went and got the electrical license. Didn't? You know, and, and I wish that we had done this a long time ago because, yeah. you know, electrical is far more profitable than HVAC, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, in my world, it's easier, too, and can super consistent. Yeah. So I love it. electrical. Well, it was really good the last two years. Really good. We yeah. don't know what it was, man. Like, I don't know for COVID or people being home more or doing renovations or whatever it is, but, like, the last few years have been monsters for our electricians. Yeah, it's it's been a crazy growth for our electrical side. Well, good for you, man. I'm excited, man, and I'm glad we got to, you know, take the time and that you can make this thing happen. I really appreciate it. I mean, listen, like, you got a lot of stuff to do while you're here. We haven't had these lives in, you know, two years, like, live lives in two yeah. years. So um, I want to let make sure I give you time to go back and do your thing. Um, you guys just won an award, you know, which we is did. cool to see that for giving yeah. back in the community. That's something that's super important. Um, is that something that you guys do frequently is give back like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's part of our culture. Yeah. So, you know, we, we do multiple food drives a year. We do the Toys for Tots campaign. Yeah. We do, you know, the Field of Love program. Um, it's about giving back, right? It, you got to be a part of your community, not just be in the community. Doing good is good business. It is. It is good business. So um, good for you guys, man. I, and that's also great for uh, your culture, man. It it's is. good for employee retention. When you get to go and give back to, you know, to somebody else who's less fortunate, it kind of gives you a different perspective. It's a nice refresher over and over again. Um, and it's something that we do every month. I mean, even as big as we've become, we still take one day every month and go and serve in the community somewhere as a team. Yeah. The, the culture is important in the company. And, you know, a big piece of that culture for us was you know, starting to take care of the employees. Like we were talking about a little bit earlier, yeah. you know, we got rid of on-call. We, we no longer have on-call. We work five-day work That's weeks, good. you know, um, just the different things that we've implemented. So you get a weekend to, off? Every weekend. Yeah, see, like that already in itself is unique. Yeah. Because you usually can't get past the transactional piece of it, the, right. the, the short-sighted thought process of that. Right. That's you an know, immediate differentiator. It was, it was a difficult sell to the owner, Yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, but I bet you... Uh, I don't know. When did you guys start doing that? Um, it's been just over a year. Okay. So how's it panning out? It's panning out amazing. How's employee retention? Employee retention is amazing right Weird. now. Weird. Yeah. So work-life balance certainly is a thing. Like yeah. you can ignore it all you want. And but we're attracting people from other companies. Sorry, other companies. But yeah. here they come to us because they see that we're advertising, you know, no on-call, five-day work week, 100% paid medical. Yep. You know, those are the things that, that employees are wanting. Yeah. And like I said, times have changed. And, you know, you either change your people or you change your people. That's right, man. Just like the phone book. Yeah. Just like the phone Just book. Just like the phone book, man. If we could t- turn it all back into, <laughs> yeah. tie it all back into that. Well, I'm excited for you, man. Like, I don't know what's next for you, but I'd certainly like to know. Like, sounds like plumbing is in the future, but like, what's like what's next for Keefs? Well, we're, we're starting our next class uh, April 4th, uh, bringing them in. How and, many? Uh, we don't have a full count yet. In fact, we're doing a job fair coming up on the 16th. Okay. And uh, see if we can recruit a few more. Cool. Uh, but the goal is to get 12 in there. Okay. Um, but That's you want to the get number? the You want to get the right 12. Sure, of course. Right? 
And so, you know, that's what's in the future now is, is get another class through. Um, we we're, So far, we're having an amazing year. We were 80% last month, year over year. Yeah. Um, nice. So, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to fathom 80% growth, but somehow we did it. That's what's cool. And you just keep going. Yeah. And, but what's nice, nice is in order to support that, school's got to be working. School's got to be working. It's got to be working. School's in session. The growth, man. School's in session, baby. Yeah. I wonder if you're not going to be able to attract some, like, some talent um, as as because you've been doing the the year of the weekends off and it starts to catch on. Other people are doing something similar. Maybe like it's just a Sunday, but um, I've heard different variations of it. But all of them have been successful. So listeners, like this isn't a fluke. It wasn't just like oh, Keith's has got great brand equity and they. No, it was like yeah, you, you got to build it in. You, yeah, you build it, and it's something that's unique at this point. So you could do that and set yourself apart, but you got to not think short sighted. Right. Otherwise. You're just thinking, oh, I lost. What did I lose today? Versus, well, guess what? When you lose uh, one of your install crews, you lose one of your good technicians. Like, how much does that cost you? Yeah. So you have to think through those things. You do. You got. Yeah, I mean, you got to take care of your people. Yeah, I mean, they're hard. It's hard enough to get it as it is. For sure. So, so next for you guys is just going to kind of keep growing. Keep going. Are you, do you have any plans to go outside the New Orleans market? Um, no. Okay. No. Stay there, put. There, there's a lot of opportunities still in New Orleans. Sure. And uh, that that's where our focus is. Yep. Gotcha. Well. Listen, um, I'm excited. I would love to stay in touch with you, man. Like, just kind of watch the journey along sure. the way. And, love um, for that. And um, when we roll this thing out to everybody, I always give everybody the opportunity if they want to connect with you, what's the best way to do it? It could be LinkedIn. It could be an email. It could be whatever. Or I can facil- have my team facilitate the connections for you. Because one thing our listeners are really good at doing is um, if they listen and take something away, they like might have questions and say, hey, man, I would um, I'd love to be able to reach out to Neil and ask him, like, Hey, you mentioned this, you know, is there something more? So I would love if you want to share some contact info. If not, if you say, hey, let us filter the leads for, I mean, the, the connections for you. I'm happy to do that too. Totally up to you. Yeah, I'll give you my contact info. I have no problem with that. Sure. So my email address is nwhitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, at Keefs, K-E-E-F as in Fox, E-S dot com. And my direct cell phone number is 985-960-7634. And he loves it when you send text messages after midnight, from midnight to four specifically. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, I appreciate you giving your cell phone number. That's above and beyond. All right. Um, but I love it. But I guarantee you, you're going to have people listening to this podcast, reaching out to you, asking for help. And it sounds like you're willing to give it to them. So, Absolutely. We love, you know, the, the whole thing about growing your business is helping others. Absolutely. Right? It's, it, there, there's more than enough meat on the bone for everybody to, to, to feast. Thank you for saying that. It's 100% true. Yeah, plenty there too. And so, again, I believe that doing good is good business. Absolutely. And again, you know, reputation over revenue. Reputation means more than just client fulfillment. It's also rep- representation of you as a business and, and the DNA of the company. So, listen, I'm grateful for your time. Uh, they keep turning the lights off and on, which is the indicator to say, get your ass to the breakouts. All right. <laughs> I know how this thing goes. But I appreciate you so much. Um, thanks, man. It was good to finally meet you and connect with you again. It's been three years. It's been three long time. years, yeah. yeah. But congrats on the success, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. So, listeners, again, he just gave his email address and his phone number. So, reach out if you have questions, okay? Even if you're in the same market, I'm sure he'll give you at least a little bit of nuggets. Like you just said, there's enough meat on the bone, so everybody's kind of willing to give back. Implementing it is another thing. So we hope you uh, you got some good nuggets from this thing too. And as always, I'll go ahead and finish here from Linux Live 2022 in San Antonio, Texas with a review. And this is five-star review from B. Holsey 14. That is Brent Holsey. What's up, my man? Uh, I told you I'd read your podcast on here. It says... Five Star such an awesome podcast for those who are striving to grow their business. I really enjoyed the episode with the Indie Roof Company. 
Shout out to Aaron Christie. Uh, very inspirational to me and motivating showing that exactly what I am doing can be done. I've learned so much and cannot praise Chris Yano and his guests enough. Thanks again, Brent Holsey, owner of Hammerdown Exteriors. Thank you so much for that, Brent. Appreciate it. Again, you know, get your ass back to these breakouts before I get in trouble. Somebody's going to come and <laughs> talk shit to me. I appreciate you guys so much, listeners. Until next time, we'll see you. No zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.